and welcome everybody to another strange uncle's oddities you know in history you know we have come across um you know various serial killers murders whatever have you and for whatever reason some of them have really made uh made the pages and stuck with history like they just won't go away jack the ripper for example is one and everybody thinks how diabolical this was and da 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 but in reality not as diabolical compared to some of these other ones that we're going to cover. I think more the media sensation for Jack the Ripper and just uh, how it was publicized and what the police were. Maybe that's what made it popular. Um, but holy shit, stand by while we cover uh, serial killers and murders that were, let's just say, quite a bit worse than old Jack the Ripper. So here we go. The most prolific serial killer in history is arguably Thug Baram, the leader of an Indian band cult who accumulated more than 900 victims under his belt. His followers, Thuggies, shit you not, were famous for defeating British forces, worshipping the Hindu goddess Kali, and garroting their victims. Over a 600-year period, it is said that the Thuggies killed over 2 million people. Mass graves of Thuggie victims have been found containing more than 500,000 corpses. So Thug Baram, uh, described as a quiet young man, eventually became one of the most feared men in India. Travelers would avoid routes he was said to be on, and it said that he would could walk into a village and take whatever supplies and woman he wanted, and no one would challenge him. While Jack the Ripper hid in the shadows, Baram was unquestioned force of nature. He led British law enforcement on a wild chase for decades, killing any officers that came looking for him. In 1839, Baram was caught at age 75 while in bed with a woman. Well, I'm slowed down, evidently. The British hung him uh, in a private and even tried to downplay his murder count to lessen his mystique and demoralize the network of thuggies he had cultivated. So, holy shit, that's a lot. So, there you go. But moving on. In the late 1700s, uh, brothers, or actually we're not sure, they may be cousins, depending on the source, uh, Makaja, Big Harpy, and Wiley Little. Harpy terrorized the frontier, leaving a trail of mutilated bodies in their wake. When the Revolutionary War began, the pair joined a Tory rape gang, Jesus, and throughout their lives took whatever side they could in various conflicts to inflict the most violence possible. The trademark was gutting their victims, filling their bodies with rocks, and dumping them in the nearest river. Okay, patent that one. Oh, Jesus. The brothers raped and pillaged at will and were so brutal that even a pirate gang they joined forces with um, actually told them to leave because they were too fucking much. Um, You might say that unlike Jack the Ripper, they really diversified their portfolio, getting involved in almost any horrible thing imaginable. After Captain James Wood shot and wounded Little Harpy during a skirmish, the pair kidnapped his daughter, Susan Wood, as well as another young girl named Maria Davidson, taking them as their, quote, wives. The Harpy brothers repeatedly raped them, dragged their girls all over the frontier against their will, and killed any children they gave birth to. Jesus. In 1799, Big Harpy was finally caught by authorities, and his head was sawed off and stuck on a pole at an intersection in Henderson, Kentucky. Before his death, he confessed to at least 20 murders. Little Harpy met a similar fate in 1804. Good God. Next up, we have Gilles Garner, known as a werewolf of Dole. He was a 16th century French hermit, serial killer, and cannibal. So, you know, um, not just one hobby. When children began to disappear entirely, or parts of their bodies were found mutilated under the small town of Dole, provincial law officials decided the perp had to be a werewolf. They issued, well, of course. 
Right. I mean, that's the first thing you can go with. Anyway, they issued a demand uh, for encouraging local citizens to hunt it. While on the hunt, they found Garnier hunched over the body of a dead child and captured him. Garnier confessed to stalking and murdering four children for food, eating them, and even feeding some of their parts to his wife. He also said that a demon visited him and gave him special ointment that turned him into a wolf, which made it easier for him to hunt. Hmm, there you go. In January 1573, Garnier was burned at the stake for his crimes. Many believed to be him to be a werewolf at the time, and this combined with his target of mutilation and cannibalization of children makes him <laughs> pretty diabolical twists to say, to say the least. But wait, there's more. Catherine Mavoisen, known as Loy Voisin, was a fortune teller, black magic practitioner, and serial killer who helped the French aristocracy partake in dark rituals in the mid-1600s. After her fortune-telling work taught her that most of her clients wanted the same things, such as love, money, and the death of a misfortune of others, she began guiding them in increasingly twisted and expensive magical rituals to procure their desires. Even though she started with amulets and simple spells, Le Voisin eventually helped develop a network of poisoners and black magic practitioners. So she's got a club now. And black magic practitioners. Um, she was even part of a failed plot to murder King Louis the Thirteenth. Eventually caught, Lavoisin was convicted of witchcraft and burned to death in the public in Paris. For her part, she never revealed the names of her influential clients and is unknown how many infants she killed. This high society sorceress who tried to kill the king of France and spent decades extorting the aristocracy was a serial killer and car artist unlike any other. Um, and then onwards. In the mid-19th century, Edinburgh, Scotland had a thriving medical science community but the corpses needed for study were hard to come by. People would go to extensive lengths to guard the corpses of their deceased loved ones to ensure that they would not fall prey to the body snatchers and grave robbers once they were actually buried. Enter William Burke and William Hare, two Irish immigrants living in Edinburgh who killed 17 people between 1827 and 1829. Seeing an opportunity to make money selling corpses to Dr. Robert Knox, Burke and Hare decided that waiting for people to die of natural causes was just Bad business. <laughs> they began murdering people and selling the bodies to Knox, killing 17 people before they were discovered. So basically, in the lodging house Hare owned, the pair would murder lodgers using a trademark method of suffocation, which became known as, oh shit, I kid you not, burking. That's right. The pair murdered so successfully that a method of murder was named for them. God. While Hare was granted immunity for testifying against Burke, Burke was hung to death on January 28, 1829. He was then publicly dissected, and the skeleton remains on display at the Edinburgh Medical College Museum to this day. Oh, wow, that is crazy. Uh, and we move on here. Uh, Gilles de Reyes was a Briton baron, a marshal of France, and a distinguished man of wealth who experienced a fall from grace like few others in history. By the end of his life, this distinguished soldier, who had been selected by one of Joan of Arc's guards, wow, uh, was put on trial for Satanism, kidnapping, and the murder of a child. However, before all of this misery, he had retired from service and returned to his inherited lands, where he lived more luxuriously than the king and was a generous patron of the arts. However, even a landed nobleman couldn't keep up that the kind of lifestyle forever, and de Reyes began mortgaging his ancestral lands to try to keep his debt at bay. After the DeRay's family procured a court order restraining him from selling and mortgaging more of their lands, uh, Gills turned to alchemy and Satanism, as one does, in order to invoke the aid of the devil. He hoped to attain riches and power. 
1440, he was brought to trial in Nantes for having an abducted, murdered, and tortured, wait for it, 140 children. Under the threat of torture, the Reyes confessed and, uh, and was hung. While it was doubted how much of this is true, the horrifying legend surrounding the D-Rays has withstood the test of time. Regardless, Deraz was hung for his crimes in 1440. Then there's more here. Got a couple more, then we'll wrap it up. Uh, Rambling killer Peter Nears terrorized Europe in the 1500s. Pamphlets were published about his horrifying misdeeds. Nears was a known black magician who was rumored to be able to become invisible at will. It was said that he had made a pact with the devil for supernatural powers in exchange for ritual murder of pregnant women and her, their fetuses. Jesus. Eventually caught and tortured for days uh, before his death, Nears confessed to 75 total murders. 25 of those murders were pregnant women. According to one pamphlet, Nears committed over 500 murders. Regardless of his kill count, Nears is responsible for terrifying number of ritual murders throughout his time uh, where he lived at, which is um, crazy. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Um, and here's something new. You know, we don't really hear a lot of female serial killers, and then, and then, uh, but this is interesting. Female serial killers are famous for using poison to kill their victims, and the most famous serial poisoner of all time was Palermo, Italy's native Guala Tafana. She was executed in 1695 after confessing to take part in the deaths of more than 600 people over a 50 year career. In fact, the solution she invented is so deadly and effective that it was named after her to this day. Jesus. Over five decades, hundreds of women who wanted to get rid of their husbands and others came to her to purchase Aqua Tavana, a solution composed mostly of arsenic. It was tasteless, odorless, and could easily be mixed into drink or food. It was sold in vials decorated with saints and sold as a, well, of course, you know, if you're going to put something in there, why not put a saint on the label, right? And it was sold as skincare item, although it really had a deadly purpose. With a 50-year reign and hundreds of deaths under her belt, all for profit, Tofani is one of the most prolific serial killers in history. So there you go. There's just a handful of uh, serial killers throughout. Again, we don't like usually cover them, but man, you know, when they're dead and long gone, um, some of the history behind some of these uh, are just absolutely insane. So uh, hopefully you enjoy that. Close gates.